Welcome to the show. This is an episode that I've been so looking forward to sharing. Whether you have a team now or you want to build a team in the future, you'll walk away from today's episode with Becky with some really actionable tips or with very specific questions that you can use to think about how you're going to create that culture with your future team. I've had the pleasure of working with Becky now for several years. For those of you that don't know Becky yet, she is a value-driven, adventure-loving team culture strategist. She works with female-owned businesses and their teams to get them connecting on a level beyond just work. In order to keep productivity high, relationships strong, and employees genuinely happy, you have to have a strategy that develops and nurtures a positive team culture. Becky helps create a plan that strengthens your team's culture and allows you to lead a team of motivated, connected, and happy employees and contractors without having the awkward feeling talks and confrontational meetings. You can follow Becky on Instagram at choose happy assisting or visit her website to schedule a discovery call today. I'm so excited to be sharing with you about this topic today. Let's get to the show. Becky, my friend, I'm so excited to hang out with you and chat today all about team connection. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Becky, we have known each other. It feels like forever in this space. I almost can't remember a time where I have done business in the online space without you there. Can you tell us your journey to what you're doing now? Yeah. So I started out working in the corporate world for a little over 16 years, um, actually in a manufacturing business doing marketing and communications, and then to a wellness company doing communications and project management. After that time, I decided it was time to take the leap and work for myself. And so I started that journey by taking Michaela's course, OTO program, and that has been life-changing for me. I think the biggest part of Michaela's course that's life-changing is the women that I've met in that group. The course has great information about setting up your business and getting started, but the networking there is worth every single dime of that program. And so through that program, I started doing some basic virtual assistant work just because I wasn't quite sure where I wanted to dip my feet in. And then that led me to project management. I am a planner and organizer at heart. I can do it with my eyes closed, have since I was a child, and just love um, connecting with people and uh, keeping things moving with projects. And so during that time, then I met you, Julie, and have worked together um, with clients and just have continued to enjoy that work. And with within that, I've really, truly realized what I was passionate about, which has led me to team culture. My core values, which are the three pillars of my business, are connection, collaboration, and communication. And those are so important to me in my personal life and have also led into my business. People often talk about that they know people that act one way in their personal life with friends and family and maybe act another way at work. And I feel like for me, I try to be my true self in all aspects. Like this is me, take it or leave it. 
Sometimes I may be a little blunt, but I try to be super positive and just really enjoy reenact or enacting my core values on a daily basis. And being someone who's been lucky enough to meet you both in person and have worked with you for a very long time, I can tell you that you do a <laughs> it's a perfect job of showing up as yourself because when I met you in person, it was like we had already known each other forever and it was so much fun. Super fun. So, so amazing. I can't wait to come back. Oh, I know. Anybody who wants to come to Alaska, hit me up and I'll take you up a mountain <laughs> like a little Sherpa. <laughs> so I would I love, love it. it if you would share more about these three C's because this framework I think has evolved since you've been connecting and working with teams. And it's such a powerful framework for thinking about how you interact with the people that you work with every day. So I would love it if you would tell us more about what that is. Yes. So I firmly believe that these three C's, um, which are the pillars of this business, create a strong team culture. And those are connection, collaboration, and communication. And if you really dig deep and think about those three things, if there are issues in one of those categories, most likely there's going to be issues in your business. So let's think about the first one, connection. If you are having issues with the team feeling disconnected, they may not be reaching out to you as the leader. They may not be reaching out to their team members to work together on something because they don't feel like they're safe or okay to share, move forward on projects. Collaboration, if people feel like they can't, their ideas aren't accepted or that you know they can't get a word in in a meeting or whatever it may be, then a project may not move forward because their ideas aren't shared. And communication, if people are not communicating um, in a clear and concise way, whether it's about a project, about an issue, about anything going on with the team, then again, there's going to be issues amongst the team. So working on each of those three areas are very critical to having a strong, strong team culture as well as a strong business. Having worked with teams in the virtual and the online space, can you tell us if you find that there are specific challenges to working with a team virtually and making sure that the team feels really connected and part of the larger team culture? Yes. Yeah, so kind of depending on the group, every group is different. And I try to remind business owners of that all the time. I, there is no cookie cutter method to say that, Julie, your team should do A, B, and C, and then you're set. You're good as gold. You really have to dive deep into who is on your team, how does your team work together, and then you'll kind of be able to see. So if I look back at past teams and the corporate work that I've had, if I think about my first job, we were all very connected because we were together every day. I planned potlucks, I planned costume parties, I planned all the Christmas events where we were able to be together and connect on a daily basis. In my second role at the wellness company, it was a little bit smaller of a team that I worked with on a daily basis, but I also helped have a fun committee where we had happy hours, we had fun team events, outdoor fun runs, etc. And so those were more in-person things, but uh, our team manager was one of the people that has truly led me to where I am today, where she was always very transparent, and that was how she led. She also brought us together and 
told us what was going on, part of the transparency would keep us involved in if there was big changes happening in the company that made us feel like we could trust her. She communicated with us well. We collaborated, whether it be through Messenger at the time or through team meetings. That role was kind of a hybrid, virtual and in person. And so that was one of the places where I really learned about how to work in a virtual world because you had to learn quickly, like, how am I going to talk to John about this project if I'm not with him at the desk next to me? So, you know, we needed to have Zoom calls. We needed to talk on Messenger. Um, we maybe needed to share a document and go through it together, together live. And so through some of those interactions, I have learned how to work together virtually. And so those have been really important steps. I would say virtually learning to just take an extra moment. A lot of times you just get so busy in your day. I see this with other people that I know, especially right now during the pandemic that have had to work virtually is they just keep plugging through their day and forget to maybe connect via Voxer, Slack, email, et cetera, with their team members because normally they would have saw them in the hall. They would have saw them at the water cooler. They would have saw them walking past their offices. And some of those connections are being lost because people just don't take the extra time. And so maybe for you, it's not natural. You need to add it to your calendar. So at one o'clock every Tuesday, you need to make a note to say like, check in with Bob, Fran, and Cindy because I want to know how they're doing. Like, what are they up to? Did they have a good weekend? Is their family okay? Did they play basketball this weekend? Whatever it is, like making those connections sometimes has to be an extra effort. For me, it's natural. I'm naturally an Enneagram 2. Hospitality is like born in me. My grandmother, my mother, it is just what you do. So for me, I naturally, when I'm talking to you about a project, I'm going to say like, hey, how was your son's basketball game last night? Or is your grandmother okay? You said she was in the hospital. Whatever those things are come naturally to me. Um, and I've come to realize that's that's not natural for everyone. So sometimes you need to take that effort to adding it to your calendar, adding it to your project management tool until it becomes a regular habit. I love that. Such great information. And I want to go back to what you said about every team is different because I think you and I share a lot of hiring history together. And one thing that I always tell people on this show is that I want everybody to hire the people that are right for them because like you said, some people are really going to enjoy certain activities, like some companies and cultures could really like showing up and doing costume themed Zoom calls, for example. And for some people that might be the worst thing they could possibly imagine. And so <laughs> leaning into really hiring those people authentically that are going to be a good fit for you, it's going to make the rest of the team culture piece and the team collaboration and communication that much easier because they're already going to have some of your shared values. Um, you're going to have a shared understanding. Everybody's different. And so there are things that we can do to elevate what we're already doing with our team and do better. But thinking about when you're hiring in the beginning, bringing on people and getting to know them. So one thing we do is we have a survey when people come on and we ask them a bunch of questions. The one that we use in the business that you and I work in together is different than the one that I use for my own team because I've created something that more reflects my personality. So when we think about everything that you just shared, 
and somebody already has a team, let's say they have two or three team members and they want to start this, what would you tell them about how they could start small? Yeah. And I think starting small is so crucial because a lot of times if you try doing all the things like I'm going to do connection and collaboration and communication today, and then tomorrow we're going to be great. Like I promise you're probably going to fail. Like maybe you'll do great, but probably you're going to fail because it's just too much at once and people are going to be overwhelmed. Starting small is not only going to help you, but it's going to help your team members because they need to slowly trust and see that they can they can connect, they can collaborate, they can communicate, they are ready um, because until you kind of take that first step, again, starting small, then they will start to feel more comfortable. So here's a couple examples. You could start a weekly Voxer chat. So every Monday morning, you can be like, hey guys, we're so excited to hear about you this week. Like here's five questions and let's learn about each other. Whether they're like super questions, super simple, like how was your weekend or um, what's your favorite fruit or did you eat Brussels sprouts as a child? You know, whatever fun, random question that you think of is fine. Um, I do know other people that do them daily in like a scheduled Slack channel. So you have them all scheduled out maybe for a couple months in advance and something pops up and it says like, Um, Do you have three shirts in the color red, like random questions, whatever it may be, and then they can answer them in a kind of fun, specific channel. Um, You can also plan virtual game nights or happy hours. Keep it super simple. Do not overwhelm yourself trying to think about 50 things to happen. Plan a couple things such as find some name that tune on YouTube. It's free. You can play the video. The team members can listen to the songs and answer quickly. It's super fun. Or you can find some random TV series trivia questions. And it's hilarious to listen to the team members, come up with answers, and you just be surprised at what people are super excited about that you may never have ever asked them about. For example, I recently did one where a team member answered pretty much every single name that tune and started to talk about her most favorite artist that I would never have known if we didn't play that game that night. And you may be like, wow, I love that same artist. We have something in common that we never knew before. And you may create a further connection just based on that simple event. Also, the game night doesn't have to be long. You could have a 30-minute one. You could have it at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It doesn't have to be in the evening. Whatever time works for you. And remember that this is about you and what's important to you. So maybe that's not comfortable for you, but you could do something else. You could have a book club. Maybe all of the people on your team are more introverted. They love books. And once a month, you want to just talk about books. Um, Remember to get creative and make sure it's for you and not for anybody else because your best friend that may be a business owner could be super extroverted and want to have major connections every single day. And that's just not for you. Um, And so do what feels right. Absolutely. And now what do you tell people when they're considering having employees versus virtual contractors? Because obviously what you can do with employees and the things that you can ask of them are going to be different with a virtual team. So when you're thinking about planning events and creating team culture for a virtual team, 
what are some things that you would advise people to think about or ask their team before they move forward with some of these ideas? Yeah. And in regards to employees versus contractors, um, a lot of times you just have to be more careful when you have contractors as it it probably shouldn't be mandatory unless you are going to pay for it. So such as the evening game nights or maybe an out-of-state retreat that they need to fly to and pay for themselves, even the Slack channel, if those things are not paid time, um, that should definitely be reminded that that is optional and they are not required to do that. Whereas with an employee, um, you probably have a little bit more leeway in that they're being paid for that time. So they would be paid when they're talking as it would just be like if they were in the corporate world and they were having conversation with, you know, the person next to them at the desk. Or they would be paid for going to the retreat or show, expo, etc. that you need to kind of think about how those are being portrayed to them and be honest and upfront right away. Even having a communications document that talks about this is how we communicate, letting them know what is paid and unpaid time, depending on if they're an employee or a contractor, and just being open and upfront from the beginning. Um, Having surprises later isn't necessarily good for anyone. Um, Changes do come up and you may have things that happen that you just don't have control over, um, but try as much as possible to kind of have it documented and let them know what's going to be happening. Absolutely. And I love what you talked about earlier in regards to scheduling things on your calendar. I love adding things to my calendar that aren't necessarily appointments, but reminders for things I want to do or in my project management system. I also think technology, as you alluded to before, for my team, we have a channel and there's an app in Slack called Donut. And so it comes up with prompts and you set the frequency. So for mine, it's twice a week and it automatically puts these prompts in a channel. And we've had so much fun just going in and our regular communication about other things and saying like, you know, what is your favorite? I think one of the questions was, what was your favorite way to eat eggs? Which for me, I'm allergic. So (laughs) I got to look at everybody's answers and still participate, but um, dream about all the the egg dishes they were sharing. But it's, it's surprising how people are so enthusiastic and they want to get to know each other better. And I really have enjoyed getting to know for myself, my own team better. And on other teams, getting to know the team members has just been such a joy. And you forget when you do these types of exercises, how much you gain from the the short in-person interactions that you have in an office setting. You just know the people so much differently and it's an easier way. So thinking about this topic, I think is important because it does in the virtual space require a little bit of effort if you want to have a similar amount of team cohesiveness and togetherness. Yes, I completely agree. And, you know, that just leads to something that I talk about as well. Like it is amazing to give lavish gifts and do events and retreats for your team members, but you don't really realize until you start doing it that the little things every day and the little connections and the praise and appreciation that you can show your team members, even just small things, a $5 Starbucks gift card, like Julie, you did an incredible job this week, like kicking butt. We know that you know, Jane was out of the office this week and you stepped up to the plate. You were incredible and you helped out. 
And not just sharing that to you, but sharing that to the team, not necessarily that we gave you the gift, but that we are so appreciative of what you do and that you stepped up to the plate because everyone should understand and see the excitement that we have for the people that we work with. But going back to the connection, the little connections, what I have seen in teams from the beginning of starting small and maybe they just answered basic questions I asked you know, what their favorite color was and their favorite vacation and what their favorite meal was. And they may just answer like, I like strawberries. I went to Hawaii. I did whatever. But what I also found by doing these in Voxer is that we started to hear true excitement and understand who people really were by hearing their voice, which was something that was like mind blowing to me when I used to just ask them in Slack. So I might ask you, Julie, what is your favorite ride at the amusement park? And you say, you just type in amusement, um, roller coaster. Like, oh, she likes roller coasters. And then if you voxed it, you'd be like, oh my gosh, I love riding the roller coaster because when you get to the top, it's like so exhilarating. And I just heard something in your voice that I had no idea when you typed the word roller coaster, that I heard something that you were passionate about that I would have never known about you before. It also brought in, that other people could ask, start asking questions. So then, you know, John may be like, Julie, have you ever been on the roller coaster in Chicago that whatever, it's like the biggest one in the world. And you're like, no, I haven't. I want to try that. So it starts bringing collaboration and connection within the team because they have heard similar things that each other likes and maybe dislikes, or they may hear like, Julie is allergic to eggs, like, oh, I'm not going to tell Julie that she should eat quiche every morning for breakfast. Or if we have a retreat, I'm going to make sure that we have other items for breakfast besides quiche. So just thinking about that. And then also as the leader or the person that's connecting the teams starts to be vulnerable and share, like truly share more about them, the team finally feels like they can be vulnerable and share For example, moments where, you know, something crazy or super sad happens in your life and you've come to this team to share and this team rallies around you to be there and support you just as if they were right next door. Like those relationships have become like crucial to me and I've seen team members over and over again say thank you for having this team connection because of the friendships that it's created. For example, this last year, I met up with two team members that I had never met before, only met virtually, and we got together and it was like we'd known each other our whole lives because we had spoke so much. I knew tons of details about their husband, their children, what kind of car they drove, what they like to eat, their hair color, whatever it is, and seeing them in Zoom meetings that it was like we had met in person. And so you truly can have deep connections with people virtually. It just takes time and you got to be creative and you got to make do the work because without it, it won't happen. You have to work at it one day at a time. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about team assessments and the role that they play, not only in hiring, but also in once your team member is onboarded. I know one book that I always recommend, and I know, I think you share this recommendation is the five love languages in the workplace. 
And there's a free assessment online. We can link it in the show notes, but I love to ask people because what my quote love language in the workplace is, is going to be different than somebody else's. So if they come onto a team and I know that words of affirmation, that's not an easy one for me personally to do because I sort of think everybody knows they're doing a great job. Like I, it's not something that I think to do. And so when I see that I have somebody like that on my team, it's great to know because then I can make sure to just verbalize what I'm already thinking to them. And that's going to make a big impact. And some people are very motivated by gifts, which like you said, it's not the lavish gift. It's the surprise and the thoughtfulness a lot of times that, you know, make the difference. So besides that assessment, once somebody's on the team, what do you recommend people look at before they hire and after they hire to have a deeper understanding of their team and help everybody work together in a way that is best for them? If someone knows their Enneagram or DISC assessment ahead of time, that is always great to see because you can look at who you have on the team right now, do you have a ton of one area or another and kind of look at, you know, what you may be needing. Um, But I do think it's okay to do those afterwards as well. I have found it super critical and also very fascinating to dig into who they really are, how they work, what their strengths and weaknesses are and dig like deep inside to, to who that person really is learning how people work together, learning maybe like weaknesses that they have or strengths that they have that I would have never known before. It has also brought me to be a little bit more compassionate. Maybe I thought or judged someone for the way that they behaved and how they work. And once I saw their Enneagram and DISC results had like a completely changed view of that person because of what I read and learned about with their results. Um, So I would say for me, managing teams and working with teams that it has been completely life-changing to see those results. And uh, I've worked with Carissa Harrison, who is a certified Enneagram coach, and with Kaylin Thompson with the Joy to Lead Leadership Academy, who have been critical in helping me and the teams that I've worked with digging deeper into um, those two areas. And they I'll link, make sure that Julie links both of those amazing women in the show notes as well, because they have great information to share. And both of them are just such incredible, lovely, compassionate, caring human beings. I totally agree. And I adore them. And especially, I think recently we worked with Carissa and it helped me in so many ways. Think about, as you said, ways to also shore up and bolster teammates. So for example, in Enneagram two, who uh, you would identify, I think with that number, but we have a lot of team members and it's not an uncommon number I've found in hiring when we're talking about virtual assistant positions. And at least how I do my job postings, I find that I get a lot of Enneagram twos. And so I'm very careful in thinking about who I would pair that type of personality with, because I think you have to kind of, you have to go into those relationships knowing that they, that type of personality number can really use some support in making sure that their boundaries are secure. And if you put them with somebody who is going to push boundaries or perhaps add a layer of guilt unintentionally even, or just not have a good work-life balance, the two is really going to not thrive in that type of environment. My role in hiring a two is making sure that they're only taking on things that 
is a right fit for them that they have time and space in their calendar for. And so even knowing things like that about teammates, how to communicate to them effectively, how to give them space to think about their answers, all of that information has come from those types of assessments. And it's just been, it's been an incredible tool to use when thinking about managing a team. Yes. And also there's been a few people who their roles have completely shifted based on us learning their Enneagram and DISC and digging deeper into how their mind works. Maybe this person came on as a VA and we've learned that their brain thrives on all the analytics and metrics and details. And when we started to ask them to help with metric or analytic related tasks and they just shined, they were like, it was like they were the queen of the castle because they finally found something that that was like their passion. You may see that this person ends up moving into a different department or category of your business. And it can be an incredible change um, because you've found their gift. Another um, person on the team may have like incredible organizing and managing skills that you would have no idea of. Maybe they worked in another portion that you may have them work with the project manager on certain tasks because their brain works like that and they absolutely love it. So really digging deep into people's strengths has been incredibly empowering for me. And I think that more team leaders should really dig into that because a person may not share all of their strengths. They may not think of it as a strength. They may think of it as just a regular thing that they do. Um, But to bring it into your business um, may be a very important part of your, how you, how you run things. Now let's talk to the business owner who has listened to this and felt like this is great. You've definitely given lots of ideas and examples, but if they're not sure where to start and what their team might be needing most at this point, what questions would you give them to ask themselves where to begin this journey of creating a stronger team connection? Yeah. So I have six questions that I try to ask a business owner during a discovery call just to have them really think through what's next for them related to team culture. And the first one is, how do you define connection within your team? They may, that may be different for everybody, but think about how you define it. Number two, do you feel like your team is connected? Number three, how often does your team connect on a personal level? Number four, paint a picture of what great collaboration looks like for your team. Number five, if you were to give yourself a perfect score on the three pillars, what would it look like? And number six, how are you measuring up right now with those three pillars? If you think about it all together as a whole, how are you measuring up? And tell us, like, if somebody's listening to this and thinking, but why does this really matter? Like, if I spend this time connecting with my team, I get to know them, we share things with each other. What impact is that really going to make in my day to day business? What would you say? I would say that taking your team from meh to a connected and thriving team will help boost productivity will help make your team members eager to possibly take new things on, to bring ideas to the table that may have never been brought up before. Um, I've seen 
amazing things happen once they people have a stronger and more positive culture in that just like I said before, team members are willing to jump in and bring in new ideas. They're willing to take on more leadership roles. They're willing to maybe connect with team members that they've never connected with before. It brings team members potentially to a leadership level that you haven't even ever seen. I love it. So now that you've shared with us and people might be thinking, I don't know if I can do this myself. Like I, I now know where to start, but what if I ask myself these questions and I don't know what the next steps are, or I could use some support with that. Can you tell us how you work with people and any resources that you would share with them to help them dig deeper into all the things that we've talked about? Yeah. So um, I provide team culture consulting, and that can involve a variety of ways. Um, My first step is always dealing with the leadership team. And so um, the first service would be connecting with the leadership team, having them fill out a questionnaire about where they think things are at in the business, and then coming back to them with kind of a complete overview of where they all believe things are at, if there's possibly more than one leader amongst the team, and then giving them a strategy on where they can go next and how they can proceed to start making changes amongst their team. Um, I also have higher levels where we can ask the team questions, um, whether that be a questionnaire or one-on-one calls with the team members to truly understand where they feel that the team culture is. Um, There are times that I've met with teams that the team leaders and the teams actually think two different things. And so that's when a lot of problems occur. Um, So having everyone be on the same page and understand where both parties are at is very helpful. I would, again, then come together uh, with an overview of where both parties are at and how they can begin to work together. I can also do team trainings. So come in and do a training for the team on how they can all work together, have them all react and ask questions, um, connect, maybe have ideas on steps they can take each day. But the first step is, is if they just want to take a little step in the water, maybe it's too much to think about, you can visit the link in uh, Julie's show notes and download my free 30 days of team connection prompts or visit my website at choosehappyassisting.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at choosehappyassisting um, for tips and ideas on how to create a thriving and positive team culture. And I definitely follow you all these places and the things that you share on your Instagram are so helpful. They really always get me thinking and you have so much positivity and great quotes and things that you share. It's such an enjoyable experience visiting your home in the online space. Thank you, friend. So is there anything else that we didn't cover today that you would love to share with the people about teams and connection? I would say that you just need to remember that your team culture will never be 100% perfect. It is always going to be a work in progress. I would just say that always strive to be better than the day before, the week before, the year before. Just as you think about yourself personally, that you want to be a better person than the than yesterday or the day before, try to be a better leader and a more positive leader than you were yesterday or the day before. Powerful. I'm so grateful to have spent this time with you today. And I can't wait for people to connect with you and just dig deeper into your genius around 
teams and connection. I think the ripple effect that you're having in the world is so positive and it's going to help so many business owners. Thank you so much. Well, come hang out with me on Becky's Instagram. Check out her 30 days of team connection prompt. She really always has the best and most creative ideas for things to ask and and get to know. Just when you think there couldn't be any more questions to ask, Becky comes up with some more creative and fun ideas. So I am so grateful that you spend the time with us today and I can't wait to see you in real life again soon. Bye.